Shalom, Ani Somech. It's Greek to me. Actually, that was Hebrew. What do you know? Learning Christianese. Hey guys, welcome back to Learning Christianese. So, sadly, my co-host Emily is sick today, so prayers for her. But we have welcome back Chase Humphreys and Ashlyn Zomerman. So, we'll give a warm welcome to them. Um, so today's word, if you remember from last week, is repentance. And this is week three, I guess. But we'll just go ahead and jump into a definition. So Google's definition of repentance is to repent or sincere regret or remorse. And so then the definition of regret is to feel sad, repentant, or disappointed over a missed opportunity. The definition of remorse is deep regret or guilt for a wrong committed. And the definition of sincere is free from pretense or deceit, proceeding from genuine feelings. And some synonyms for the word sincere is heartfelt, wholehearted, profound, and deep. And so if we take those into consideration, repentance really means a genuine feeling of deep guilt and sorrow or heartfelt desire to make something right. Um, well, that's basically the definition I have, the sincere regret or remorse. But then I was Googling, what does the Bible say about repentance? And then it says, Jesus explained that our default setting is changed by the Holy Spirit. It shows as we bear fruit in keeping with the repentance, which is found in Luke 3.8, a genuine repentance is an interchange of heart that produces the fruit of a new behavior. Nice. I also found some connections in the Bible. We see that in Jeremiah, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Zephaniah, and Zechariah, a number of headings for the chapters are entitled, A Call to Repentance. And as we know, the Israelites were not so good at following God's laws. And so we see that God calls us to repent. No matter how far we get off, God still wants us back, and we just need to repent. It's not that hard. Um, and then another verse about repentance is 2 Corinthians 7, verse 10. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Um. I found a few things on how to repent before God. This was found on WikiHow. I'm not sure if that's trustworthy or not. <laughs> but, you know, it said, one, forgive yourself. And then, two, remember there is no limit on God's forgiveness. Three, change your environment. Four, know one thing that, know one thing that because of our sins, Jesus was wounded, beaten because of the evil we did. And then another one is realize you are the only one who can change yourself put on the armor of God, and then the last one is believe things will change. So kind of what I found in this was just putting yourself in the right mindset of repentance. It's not really, there's really no way you can, like good way you can repent. There's multiple different ways, but this was just putting you in the mindset that everything will be okay and that you will change and everything will come eventually. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on to our discussion questions for this week. The first one is, how many times are we to repent? Um, I have some input on this one. 
I think a lot of times we repent, oh, once a week is good enough or once a month is good enough. Mm -hmm. And I think every time that we feel the need, I think that's the Holy Spirit telling us we need to repent. And every time we have that feeling of, oh, I've done something so terrible or I need to repent because I did this or that. Like, I think that a lot of times tells us, like the Holy Spirit is even telling us that we need to repent. And I think it's not how many times we do it. I think it's verse um, when we feel the need to do it. And I think that's really important to take action in that. I would agree. And oftentimes the Bible talks about how we don't always know that we've sinned. And like we talked about last week, we have a sinful nature. And so even if we oftentimes we feel the need to repent and we should, Mm -hmm. but maybe just every time you think about praying, that's just a part of your prayer. God forgive. Yeah. Like I remember God some like advisors or something where like, God, how many times shall we forgive or repent? And then God goes, well, then, I'm sorry, I'm getting, my brain's whacked today. <laughs> it goes, it says in the scripture that we should bow seven times. And then God, or Jesus goes, we should bow seven times 70. Yeah. Because no matter how many times we bow, we're always going to know that he's there for us. But we should bow that much because there's so much evil in this world yeah. that just drives us in ways that we'll never, like, experience or like anticipate yeah yeah i agree we're not worthy of holding a grudge against someone else because we too are also sinful Mm -hmm. and for god to forgive us like the most sinful like nature on earth to forgive us over and over again and for how perfect and holy he is he doesn't have to but he does by his grace and i think that means for us we need to forgive and for a long time um since seventh grade to about October 23 of this year, I could not forgive these some people, some people in my past that really hurt me. And I just realized like God forgives us all the time and he's perfect and I am nowhere near perfect. And these people are just as sinful as me. And I need to learn to like break my heart for what breaks his. And I needed to reopen that wound to learn to forgive them. It just took me a long time, but I felt so free afterwards. And I think it's really important to forgive and also to repent to God. Yeah, That's really inspirational. I feel like we all hold grudges without even realizing it. And if we were just to open ourselves up, up and really just ponder how much God loves us, that would really free us. All right, moving on to our second discussion question. Is repentance a request or a mindset? I feel like it could be go both ways Mm -hmm. because you're requesting to God, please forgive me. But you're also trying to put yourself in the mindset that God needs to forgive me. What mindset should I be in for him to say, yeah, I forgive you. I need to put myself in a better mindset so that my request can go better. Like they kind of, they don't really work against each other, mm-hmm. but they work to, with each other. Hand in hand. I agree yeah. on that one. Yeah. It is interesting that we seem to think that repentance is just like 
you just say it in your prayer and you're done with it. And that's kind of maybe what I was going with the word request is that it's not just, dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Please forgive my sins. Amen. It's a mindset. And while in that mindset, we still request forgiveness, it's more of a heartfelt sorrow, I guess. Yeah. I feel like God's not really going to, you're going to go to God and be like, hey, please forgive me. But even like how you're saying how you need to forgive your friend or whoever, he's not going to be like, well, if you can't forgive them, I'm not going to forgive you. Right. It says in Matthew 6, um, Matthew 6, I'm not sure which the verse is, Mm -hmm. but it says, forgive unto others because I have forgiven you. And if you don't forgive them, I won't forgive you. And that really, that really hit me hard because it is a mindset though as well. You know, like they do go hand in hand because when you're requesting that forgiveness from God, um, I think if you have the wrong mindset or not the right heart and how you're feeling it, like if you ask God, oh, just forgive my sins, you know, and you're not really meaning it, I don't think. He will forgive them if you're not forgiving others either because it says that right in the Bible. Yeah. I think that's kind of why I like most of those acronyms like ACT where you start with praising God and then you realize Mm -hmm. how awesome he is and how bad we are. And then that kind of heartfelt sorrow just comes naturally, I feel like. Yeah, it also kind of reminds me of the story of Zacchaeus. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do a summary here. And Zacchaeus, Jesus was coming to, uh, I can't say that, Jericho end? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Zacchaeus was trying to see Jesus, but he's really short. So he climbed a tree and Jesus was coming that way. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And then people said, he has gone to the guest of the sinner. But Zacchaeus stood and looked, look, Lord. Here I've given my possessions to the poor. I've cheated anybody out of anything. I will pay them back four times the amount. And Jesus said to them, Today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came came to seek and save the lost. Like Zacchaeus was a tax collector and he cheated a lot of people out. Just collected money for his own. And... Like, once Zacchaeus saw sight of Jesus, he's like, I need to put myself in the mindset to repent. So he gave people that he cheated the four times the amount, which who knows how much he took. It could have been, like, in our time for, like, $100. He gave them back $400. That kind of goes back with bowing. You're not supposed to do the minimum. You're supposed to do as many as it takes. Or the maximum. Never sell yourself short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus didn't just take on our sins. He did the whole thing. He took on our sins. He forgave us. He died. He rose again and he conquered death. And that's what we have to be thankful for. All right, so that pretty much wraps up this week of repentance, and I'm not sure what next week is because Emily usually does that. Dang it, Emily. So it'll be a surprise, but we'll talk to you soon in Christianese.